I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm here. How are you? What a, what a week. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. You know, I I uh, I engaged in some self harm by watching the the RNC a little bit oh, this week. Yeah. What are your takes? I I couldn't um, bring myself. You know, I will I will only quote John Ross Bowie. Um, it, he posted about Donald Trump Jr. He said, "Listen, Middle America, I know that you don't trust Hollywood people, but you must believe us when we tell you that someone is on cocaine. Like that is <laughs> that you uh, can one hundred percent take our word for it because we know how yeah. to spot it. And that dude was absolutely." Zoot yeah, up out his mind. No, no question that he was just ganked beyond the ganks. But now yeah. Kimberly Guilfoyle, her of course, obviously her screaming made its way to the even sure. though I wasn't watching just because it was so yeah, memeable. I, that didn't give me cocaine energy as much. A lot of people made uh, Soul Cycle instructor comparisons, which was very funny sure. and very accurate. I even thought of it sure. today. I was on the Peloton. I don't know if I've said this already, but the, my new psychotic routine is to be on the Peloton, but I cover the screen because I am a basic Soul Cycle person. And uh, I hang my iPad over the screen and do a Soul yeah. Cycle class on the Peloton. Um, okay, you're double dipping. Just because I, I just I just prefer it. I, the, the instructors are better, the classes are better, the music's better, the production's better, all of it's better. But I truly felt like Kimberly Guilfoyle was screaming at me to get up out of that. She should have. She should have done that speech on a stationary bike. Yeah, several people should have. Um, that was a that was a rough one. I um, there's also been a new development in my life, Matt, and I I'm troubled, and I I I need to unburden myself. Oh, do tell. Um, I might for a little while be a country music guy. What? Yeah. Um, I did, uh, Larry Flick, uh, has a show on Sirius XM. He, if you don't know him, we should have him on the show at some point, but he was the disco editor at, at Billboard in the seventies and eighties. He's like this sort of music journalism, like uh, icon. He's in, uh, he's great. And, um, uh, Justin Kirkland, um, one of our culture guys from Esquire, and I were his guests. And, and we were just talking about music we like, and he talked about the new Brett Eldridge album. Now, I know Brett Eldridge um, just from him being hot. Like, he's he is hot in the style of the new young country guy. Okay. Um, and uh, so I certainly knew who he was. I had really never listened to him. But I listened to his new album. It's called Sunday Drive. And it is beautiful like it truly is like it's country but it is more like something jackson brown would have done in the 70s okay okay with it with a bit more of a country flair to it um the the title track i was listening to it on a bike ride and i had to stop and fully cry mm. um it's uh it, it was i was like okay i like this so so then i got in my car and I was like, I'm going to listen to the country channel and just see if this is real. Like, is this a fluke or yeah. have, am I different now at the cellular level? And I might be. Like, it, some of it is ridiculous, but some of it is kind of great. Um, there, um, wow. Literally everything references drinking. Um, there's a song called Keep Up from uh, an artist named Ray Lynn where she Keep says- Keep up she, as in- 
keep up with her because she can drink with the fellers. Oh, got it. Fellows okay. or fellas, fully fellers. Um, a song called My Heart is a Bar by Old Dominion, which I really like. Um, <laughs> it's it's a strange thing. It, you can understand every word at all times. Like the enunciation mm-hmm. is right on point. Okay. Um, I don't I don't know that it'll last, but for the moment, I am I am a little bit of a contemporary country guy. What an unexpected turn! Never Ooh. would have thought this. I feel so. Does it make sense? I mean, the uh, Dolly, uh, the the, sure. the the trio with Dolly and Linda Ronstadt, and um, 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 yes. who's the Emily other person? Harris. The trio? Emily Harris. I mean, that yeah. is the best music of all time. So yeah, yeah. You know. All right. I recommend. Whatever happened, uh, by the way, to that uh, the out gay guy country singer? Is he still oh, with us? Ty Herndon. Maybe. Um, the guy know. who, like, thirty years ago, got caught looking for uh, a, a blowy in the in a park, and then Maybe. he was like, "Oh no, it was just like I was having a piss." Well, you know, and, and, no, you were. That doesn't sound like um, who I'm thinking. I'm thinking of a guy who was just like, "Oh, out, out, uh, the guy who had his shirt and, off all the time." Yeah, yeah, the guy with the acoustic guitar, no shirt. Yeah, um, I think he's still trying to be a, a country guy with no shirt, <laughs> but yeah, I don't. Uh, I'm not sure if he's still around, but Ty Herndon is still around. He came out and he's still around. Oh, okay. Shelly Wright is still, still around. There, there are a handful. We should interview them all. Well, as long as this country music, you know, Renaissance is, is, is lasting for you. As long as I'm deep into it. Some of the songs on the country charts right now fully have trap beats. It's a, it's a strange time in country music. I recommend listening to the highway on Sirius XM. It's strange. Because it's wow. it's it's like it's all your language and it's very popular music and it has its own stars, and it's happening it's happening all around us. But it's like in a completely different dimension. It's a it's a totally different world. It's like it's like you're in Canada. Now, am I? Did I see on Instagram recently that you posted a like a, a song that you didn't want to like but had to like, and it was a, a Christian rock song? Well, it was a ba- a band called DC Talk. Yes, that that was real big in the Christian genre in like the late '80s, early '90s. But then around '93-ish, they came out with a song called "Just Between You and Me," which, as with Amy Grant, was maybe I don't know, maybe had a positive message, but wasn't specifically Christian. It and it sounded a, very much like Seal. Yeah, it sounded like like um, like Ross Dress for Less Seal. Okay. Um, and I loved it. I still I still do love that song. As a matter of fact, speaking of Amy Grant, Ben and I went down an Amy Grant video rabbit hole over the weekend. Oh, do you know who I is, love her. I love her too. Do you know who is the lost who I wanna like I, I, I want to do an investigative series and find um the guy from the Amy Grant videos. Oh from Baby no, Baby yeah. and Good For Me. Go back and watch those videos. He is the male Tawny Katane. He knows, he fucking understands the assignment. He is there to be hot and to like give her all the shine. Just be hot and have charisma and back her up. Um, he's something else. Wow, that's a great find. find yeah, yeah, I loved her so much. I mean, in sixth grade, uh, went to an Amy Grant concert with my mom. This was when it, like she had just released Baby Baby and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And came to school and the hard had, had a 
Yes, exactly. And I had bought a Hard in Motion t-shirt at the concert that I knew with her on it. And I knew like it wasn't quite okay for me to just openly wear that as a boy wearing an Amy Grant t-shirt. But I was, so I had a button up shirt over it covering it. And then I would come up to, I would corner people who I knew would be impressed and be like, hey, check this out. And I'd open my shirt and show them. Ding, ding, ding. Amy Grant. Oh, oh baby, great. baby, baby. She, she was, was great. And then, and then she, she, then she became secular. And then she and Vince Gill both married, left their spouses and married each other. And now she's back to being Christian, I think. Is she? Or she, uh, I, I don't know. She, I don't know. She's flipped a lot, off a lot bit, of I research think. to do on Amy Grant. Who's got the time? Well, we're too busy to do this research, by the way, Matt, because we are doing, we're doing pod, well, we're not doing podcasts left and right. We're doing, we're, we're doing a surgical strike on the world of podcasts. We are doing only the very best ones. The best, In best, the best. last week, we've done two of our favorites. That's right. Can I Pet Your Dog? With hosted by our sweet, sweet Renee, uh, our producer, uh, and- Analyst uh, Preston, but mostly Renee. <laughs> and um, we have obviously got to talk about both our dogs and a bunch of other mm-hmm. stuff. And it was it's such a so, great show anyway. so, so much fun. Yeah, we, we did a dog. There were games involved. It was deep dog talk. Just the kind of stuff you get on Can I Pet Your Dog? An unbelievably charming dog-focused podcast to put you and in then a we, good mood. We did a, I would say, a less dog-focused, maybe more mosquito-focused podcast uh, with sure. Allison Rosen. We appeared on Allison Rosen is Your Best Friend, again, with Renee Colvert, our producer yes. uh, extraordinaire. Uh, and we did a, a panel, the three of us, uh, with Allison and, and, and Tony and had Tony Thaxton. a blast. So much fun. Allison Rosen is your new best friend and Can I Pet Your Dog featuring us out wherever you get your podcasts this week. Um, speaking of podcasts, mm-hmm. well, I mean, A, we're on one right now. And sure. B, we have been uh, asking, well, maybe even begging our uh, our listeners to leave reviews. And someone just did amnesiac.ie. Is this someone from uh, Ireland? Could be. It could be a member of the band Radiohead hanging out in Ireland. Um, the uh, the title, it was a five-star review. Thank you very much. Titled, My Favorite Podcast? Question mark. I love Matt McConkie and Dave Holm, apostrophe S. Homophilia podcast so much. Uh, during this difficult year, they're providing social connection, witty banter, and introducing me and countless others to so many LGBTQ artists, performers, writers. During times of intense loneliness, this podcast has felt like a friend. And for that, I am so grateful. Thank you for everything you do, guys, who are bringing light to so many. We feel the kinship with you too, amnesiac.ie. Amnesiac, Um, you are not alone. And thank you for that. Remember that, Amnesiac. You are part of a global family, and we are so happy to to have you. Thank you so much for listening. Yes, thank Um, you. And, and honestly, we, it's getting us through this fucked up. That's right. As well. That's right. Uh, we're also uh, kicking off our season of meat cutes. Uh, yeah. We talked about hashtag flesh hunger, and now we're shifting into meat cutes. And we we are uh, sharing your meat cute stories on the air, so you can send them uh-huh. to us uh, as a voice memo or as a as a text, whatever you want, to homophiliapod at gmail dot com. We've and gotten a bunch. We've gotten but, a bunch. But it, it just strikes me now, Matt, that I have not heard yours. Would you mind? Well, 
as usual, mine is a non-story. So that was, will surprise oh, okay. no one. Uh, but I, I, it's better for me to go first so that when you tell a proper story, you know, I, I don't have to follow it. Um, I was uh, at home. I, I had just downloaded a uh, app on my phone uh, to meet okay. some gentlemen and was truly is just like, grinder? just looking to... Um, uh, I think we have a bad connection. It was just sort of looking to uh, <laughs> whatever swipe and and see what happened. And I was at with my my best friend roommate at the time, Aaron, uh, sitting on the couch watching Death Becomes Her, and sure. she of course is weighing in as I like look at everybody and uh, you know weigh whether or not they're worth my time. And there's a picture of this guy and. Uh, I held it up to her and she, and she goes, I want that one. No, I want that one. I want that one. And I said, you know what? You can't have him. (laughs) And I said to her, I I swear to God, I said to her, this is going, this is going to be my boyfriend, which is, I was certainly not in the market for a boyfriend by any means. Start chatting him up. Uh, We, it is a decidedly sort of like jokey tone right away. Cause I, me trying to go into the, take a sexy approach would have gotten me nowhere. But uh, we're talking about, I'm telling him I'm watching death becomes her. Ha ha ha. He, what a great movie. And um, we have like some pleasant back and forths. And then he, and, and, and like talk of maybe meeting up and then he, disappears uh and there's no you know response from him i don't know what happened to him and um only to find out later that he had he had just moved to la he was writing on schitt's creek and then had to uh leave for a family emergency so he was in canada dealing with a family emergency uh he had not just like met someone else and blown me off which is what i assumed so suddenly out of the blue, he pops back up and says, hey, sorry, uh, I was out of town. Um, do you still want to get that friend beer? He phrased it like a friend beer. And I knew that he had, he didn't know a lot of people in LA. And I'm like, oh, that's what this is. You're like looking for friends. And then I'm like, why did I lead with all this death becomes her bullshit? And why didn't I just like <laughs> send some naked pictures or something? Just like at least yeah. set the tone yeah. properly. Oh, great. Here we go. Like, this uh, I don't need any more friends, but okay. And um, I was hanging out with Molly Prather, and I was like, yeah. I have to. I, I'm going on a date with somebody tomorrow, like that I met online. It's our first meeting. Where should we go? And she said, Go to the Dresden Room. It's perfect because there is, it's you're not gonna. There's not gonna be a bunch of other gay guys there competing for attention. Because I showed her a picture, and she was like, Yeah, you're gonna want to keep that real close away from the competition. Um, And the other reason to go Dresden room is that there is a built-in distraction. So if there is an awkward lull, you have Marty and Elaine on stage. I don't know. People may not know. This is the, you know, an elderly singing couple that is uh, famously featured in what is the movie? Swingers. Uh, Swingers. And, um, and there's it's there are there is food uh, you know but you can also take a booth and just have drinks and sort of play it by ear so if it's not going well you you can get some dinner you can not get some dinner it was perfect she was right we do the Dresden room and you know we've talked to so many people who went on like 
first dates. I've gone on so many first dates where I sort of went in with like an agenda or sort of like performing a version of myself that I thought like would get the guy. And I, I just kind of was too tired to do that and just overdoing it. And, um, and we had a great time. We, uh, then I drive him home. He was living in Los Feliz at the time. And as, and then we're, then there's making out in the car happening and it's like, okay, great. So this is a success. And, uh, my, uh, uh, CD changer in the car, not to brag, had a burnt <laughs> disc of the new cat power album. What was the new cat power album at the time? This was like seven years ago. And, uh, and he was like, and he said, Oh, I like her too or something. And I was like, do you want to go to a cat power concert with me on Monday? He was like, Oh, uh, uh, sure. So it was just like, okay, now second date is happening. We already have a plan. And I'm like, okay, great. And he gets out of the car and then I call Aaron, my roommate. And I say, Hey, I just gave your cat power ticket away. So you're not coming with me to that concert anymore on Monday. Sorry. <laughs> um, she understood. How'd she take and, it? Okay, good. Yeah. She, she, she knew the stakes were high. And, um, you know, and now it's, uh, it, this Thanksgiving, it'll be seven years since that fateful oh. night at the, at the Dresden room. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Marty and Elaine always adjacent to magic. Right. If we ever do have a wedding, I do think they should be the wedding band. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you better get on it. Yeah. Cause they, uh, TikTok on Marty and Elaine. Yeah. 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 Anyway, that is my oh, meet cute story. We're, you are going to hear Dave's meet cute story with Ben next week, and we want to hear oh, yours. Maybe the week after. I don't know. We're we're getting deluged uh, with those uh, stories already, but we'll 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 get it in there at we'll some point. But in the meantime, oh yeah, send yours. Uh, by the way, uh, audio, text, whatever works for you to homophiliapod at gmail dot com. Without any further ado, this week's guest. Uh, is someone we both love and have been trying to get for a long time. Well, Matt, you I think you mentioned this, but you, you were listening to her show and she mentioned that she was bisexual and... I immediately uh, frantically emailed Hannah and I was like, Lacey Mosley, let it now. Wait, we need her. Get her. Please. Yeah. Hannah's our booker. Let's get her. Um, Lacey Mosley is an uh, unbelievable super genius. Um, her podcast, Scam Goddess, is so good and so has opened good. my eyes to so many things. Um, she is just an absolute joy to be with and to talk to and to listen to. Lacey She's- Mosley. She's coming up. And by the way, you've seen her on Single Parents and Better Call Saul and Florida mm-hmm. Girls, and the list goes on and on. Uh, and most importantly, the theme song of her podcast is the best theme song ever. Um, so right. enjoy Lacey Mosley. We are back with Lacey Mosley. Hello, Hi. Lacey. Hi. How are you? It's good to see you. Uh, I'm great. I, How are I, you? It's fine. I did the thing that you already said that you have stopped doing. No, we just talked about this. Sense. We literally just talked about asking, How are you? Right. Because there's like no point anymore because everybody's doing pretty bad. <laughs> 
Yeah. It's like, do we really want to hear? Spiraling. Are you, or where, where are you emotionally? I'm on an upswing. Uh, there's like oh, upswings really? and downswings. And so right now I'm okay. on an upswing. I spent like six hours like throwing away so much stuff in my house that I didn't need. And I'm going to give some of it to Goodwill or an appropriate charity because I heard that they're not good anymore. And then, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so I like organize my bras. Like they're like, they look like a Victoria's Secret. Like if you pull out the drawer, all the bras are like sitting in front of each other. I don't know. It made me happy. <laughs> That's great. That's good. It's good to have Sometimes an orderly you just have space. To Marie Kondo, but yeah, right. Yeah. It made me feel better about being in this apartment. I was like, "It's a new apartment." Like I gave the girl a facelift. She's cute. Yeah. She's cute again. She is cute. How new she is she? Did you move during pandemic? No, but I wanted to. I'm like sitting still right now because there's some stuff that may force me to move, so I can't. I was like looking at apartments for a second because I got this apartment when I was in Seattle. Um, I had a crazy roommate yeah. situation happen, and I had to get an apartment remotely while I was out of town. Oh, wow. Yeah. And how long you been there? I've been here for over a year, but now it's month to month, so I'm keeping it real quiet because I want to be able to escape whenever I want. Okay. Very smart. <laughs> where, where in the city are you? I'm in Hollywood. Uh, that's what I call Hollywood. Uh-huh. Um, I'm like yeah. right in the center. Um, I love how convenient it is to everything. However, um, sometimes it can get sad because, you know, there's a lot of people who don't have homes around and like you're kind mm-hmm. of like around those people. And it's very like sad at times. And I have had a homeless person um, kick me. I like kind of got into a fight with a homeless person. <laughs> oh, no. Just as you're walking by? Yes, I was on my way. This was years ago, but the same area. Oddly enough, I was on my way to an interview and I was about to be super late. And um, I was closing my car door and I hear someone yell. And I was like, oh, can I not park here? Because you know how L.A. is. And I've been towed 12 times. Don't ask me about it. Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I've been in the city of L.A. That. Like several Gucci bags. Like, it's fine. Um, <laughs> I know I, it's so bad. I know where the tow place is. I know how much it costs. Like if someone ever gets towed, I'm like, okay, girl, they gonna charge you two eighty three plus forty dollars a day for holding. <laughs> you go down there, you see my boo Sean. Like if they know me when I go, it was so bad. Oh Jesus! <laughs> so I'm thinking maybe I can't park there, and then I look up and I kind of see like it's like a homeless person who seems to be out talking to themselves. So I kind of just look back down and do whatever I'm doing. But I guess we made eye contact. I didn't say anything. But when I'm walking up to the street, he's like, you bitch you fucking bitch and like he's like coming at me and my mom was like why didn't you run the opposite direction because i just started like trying to juke him like we were playing football i was like uh, i gotta get to this interview i'm late and so he kicked me and then he was off balance and i ran past him oh, <laughs> oh god so that's the neighborhood i live in <laughs> okay it has got to be rough in this weather for the unhoused i've been i've been yeah. meaning to like yeah you know Chuck out some water bottles and that kind of thing, you know? Yeah. I need it's to it's do just that. like, this is deadly. It's so hot. I normally go rollerblading on Tuesdays and I, I was like, oh, I can't go out here. I have asthma. I was that. like, oh, the air is bad. <laughs> it's real bad. I attempted a run today and it was like, I, I, I went like, I, I made it eh, two thirds of the distance I was hoping to make. And then okay. I was like, let's just see where the nearest bird scooter is. And then I ran to the bird scooter and I scooted home. <laughs> and it's and bird and back home. Can we go back to, to rollerblading? Is that yeah. just part of your daily routine? No. So it's something that I've been doing every Tuesday with you guys know Nicole Byer, right? 
Yeah. She, oh, I'm yes, and John Milheiser. Milheiser, yeah. She I'm, started oh, sorry, yeah. skate gang. So then yes. we all get together and we skate on Tuesdays. And it's nice because I got rollerblades obviously during the pandemic because I was like, you know what, bitch, we about to have a hobby. And yeah. <laughs> so I got them. And then I didn't realize that everywhere in LA is like secretly hilly because I came outside yeah. my apartment and I'm like, hell yeah, I'm about to rollerblade. I'm the bitch on wheels. And <laughs> I get out and immediately I start rolling and I'm not in control. I like realize like I haven't scooted my legs left or right. They're just moving. And then um, I ran into several parked cars. Um, oh, no. One of them comically. I ran into it, slid underneath the car, set off the car alarm. Oh, no. And then this couple sitting on a stoop, and I was like, no, it's okay. You can laugh. Like, this is very funny. Because <laughs> they're like, are you like, okay? You slid underneath like you were a mechanic, like, yeah. getting underneath. To- <laughs> a parked car. Because I tried to, like, grab it to stop my fall, and then I just kept going down, and it was tragic oh god wow yeah that's when weather work. permits you get into the park with the skate gang and everyone is is right. safe and it's a flat surface <laughs> so. now, where does all this happen because i have um, a pair of roller skates and i will do this yes you have to come you didn't pan invite pacific. me but i will do this no come pan pacific it's like a bunch of comedians and podcasters and yeah and drag queens and everyone pa- pan pacific park on tuesdays at six. Oh, that done yeah done. super fun but I yeah, love this. but yeah, the weather was good for it, and now it's hot as hell. So can't be yeah, skating yeah. right now. You can't. No. So can't what? How are you spending your days right now? What's a What's a day in the life in quarantine for you? It varies. It used to be kind of like stare at the wall, see the same sure. squirrel at one. noon. Mm-hmm. You know, it was kind of dark, and then all of a sudden, it just really picked up. I'm like working a lot now. I'm actually kind of like overwhelmed so it's like podcasts or editing or i've been shooting stuff they're back to shooting things now so i've shot something last week um so you know it's in auditions and all types of shit so i've actually been pretty busy now i got to organize my bras yesterday and that was fun but it hasn't been that all the time yeah what are you guys doing other than this i'm 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 in your kind of phase one i'm staring at the wall i'm staring at my dog (laughs) Yeah, same. Yeah, biking. Like I'm, I'm, I've been riding my bike a lot, but again, it's it's too like the tires will melt. It's too hot to do it in the middle of the day, so you have right. to be up at the crack if you want to do it. Um, yeah, and and also like work is is like lurching back into gear. You know, it's it happening. Agents are coming back from furlough. You know, like it's it's on. Right. It's on and popping. I was like, I can't believe like I'm in holding stuff right now. And I was like, how are y'all even doing this? When is anything ever shooting? I did. I definitely got to a point with auditioning and stuff during quarantine where I I was getting dates like they were like, send this back by Tuesday, end of day. And I was like, for what? For why? (laughs) And I just started emailing my agents and I was like, look, y'all gonna get this when y'all get it. What's the latest they'll take it? Like, don't tell me you need this by four. For what? What y'all finna do with it? Nothing. Yeah, <laughs> there's no real deadline. Time means nothing anymore. Right, time means nothing. That's literally what I was telling them. I was like, time doesn't exist. Yeah, leave me alone. <laughs> and you, have you been shooting stuff outside the house, like going to sets or shooting stuff at home? So I only shot one thing, um, but it was on a set. 
in Encino and everyone wore a mask. Okay. I was the only person shooting. They couldn't, uh, I couldn't wear a mask, obviously, but I didn't have COVID. Um, and it felt very safe. No one got close to me. They let me hire my own makeup artist that they paid for, who I trust to not be out here in these streets. And he showed me his negative COVID test the day before we did it. So great. It great. felt good. Okay. okay. All right. It's I happening. mean, that gives me some hope. Yeah. yeah. It was a little wild too, because like I've been, I've, I've been trying to follow all the rules. I did travel a little bit, which I know is not, you're not supposed to do, but I did. Um, but also, I had to get my hair done right when I got off the plane for this shoot, and so they closed back down the hair salons. I might get in trouble for this. So they closed the hair salons, right? My hairstylist has all these papers up on her windows, and the sign says "closed," and she like smuggled me in the back, and we were the only people in the hair salon, and we both wore PPE, and we sanitized and washed and everything felt really safe but she was like girl can nobody can know we're in here <laughs> she was like if they come by you tell them you my cousin <laughs> wow but it, it does seem like the safest way to do i mean it, it, it seems so low risk it's just the two of you you're wearing masks right. what can go wrong i but i do i love the danger element of it yeah it did feel dangerous i mean honestly she's in a black neighborhood obviously i'm black and they've been targeting disproportionately the black hair salons um and and barber shops with fines yeah it's been pretty aggressive Shit. and the fines are higher in black neighborhoods than they are for example like the first offense fine in beverly hills for not wearing a mask inside is a hundred dollars but if you're like in compton or that area it's like upwards of 500 to a thousand so it's just like, really? you know, good old racism. It's everywhere. So we were it's like, hiding out there. Jesus. I was like, yeah, I'm just your cousin. It's like the underground railroad of hair salon. <laughs> so are there people like patrolling the streets like they would like they would they would parking meters, but they're looking to see if businesses are secretly open? I talked to her about it because obviously she has more experience. And she was saying that, yeah, there are people who are just stopping by salons and barbershops to make sure that they're not open. I think that, you know, those cities see a big opportunity to recoup some coin, right, you right. know, from yeah. these COVID charges. Much <laughs> like those tow, tow uh, companies that you got too familiar with. Yeah, holding my car hostage. Oh my <laughs> gosh. I could negotiate. I knew where you could go and pay cash and get a discount to get your car back. It was crazy. I uh don't do that anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Parking. <laughs> That's a tough lesson. That is a tough lesson of Los Angeles is you have to pay your tickets. Like yeah. they really check and they will take your car. Back in the day I got a boot on my car. Oh, I've had that. Yep. yep. And and then I took the when I paid to get the boot off and I put it in my trunk and they're like, you got to give the boot back. And I drove around with that damn boot in my car for so long that I was like, they don't know I got this boot. One day I just chucked it in the garbage. <laughs> Did you really? And you never got charged? No. <laughs> wow. I, I what like did you say? You're supposed to drop it off somewhere? It. I mean, yeah. Yeah, you're supposed to drop it off at like the, wherever you pay the tickets, the DMV or wherever, the DOT, mm. the Department of Transit. You're supposed to drop it off there. But I was like, they don't know. They're not keeping track. And I also had Texas plates for a long time. So a lot of stuff is on my Texas license that is not on my California license. I don't like sure. rules. <laughs> That's why you're a scam goddess. Sometimes they work. What what are you like? What are you watch when you're home? When you got a stretch of time at home, and you, you're tired of staring at the wall? What are you What are you watching, or Ooh. listening to, or reading? So I'm 
like really bad when it comes to pacing. Like I'm such a like gluttonous person. Like if I watch a show, I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, every episode y'all got to the end. Like I'm gonna watch everything. <laughs> yeah. So I watched all of Legendary, which I loved, which is the show about ballroom on HBO Max. Um, yes. I watched all of Selling Sunset. I literally just finished that today, and I was like, damn, okay. Justin Hartley, how you going? This is us, Chrishell, like that. Damn. Can I just so- ask what? I, I don't mean to interrupt you, I, but I do want to just know about the Justin Hartley of it because people have been telling us so much to watch Selling Sunset, and I keep hearing mm-hmm. that. I know he's he was married to one of the women, but what happened yeah. that people got so upset with him? So the tea is, he was married to Chriselle Hartley, and she is one of the real estate girls on the show. And all these real estate girls are, like, beautiful. You would think it's, like, a high-end, like, cocktail club, because yeah. all these women are gorgeous, and they just slang in these houses, honey. And um, and then they got their two guys who are, like, the head of the agency. So Chriselle comes on, and she's married to Justin Hartley. They met on a soap opera. I think The Young and the Restless. Why do I know all of this? So they met on The Young and the Restless, and they got very young and very restless together. And mm-hmm. then they... Ended Ends up getting engaged um, and they've been married for two years. So Justin on the show, I guess they had an argument one morning and then he texted her saying, hey, girl, file the divorce papers like, you know, TTYL. And then it came out on TMZ right after he texted her. So she like found out basically at the same time that the whole world did. So everybody oh, was like, Justin, we? this is trash. You are trash for this. That's not great. Now, he was you married to-, to another soap opera actress before Chriselle. Because mm. um, from when they were Did both on Passion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that I don't know. But but yeah, the um, uh, Teresa on Passions, the one who was always trying to get, oh, yeah. I forget who she was in love with, but she was always just like, like crazy and wide-eyed and, and in love with the rich guy. Anyway, um, he loves so they were married. soap opera stars because now he's dating this one after the Sophia other. something, and she was on the so- Young and the Restless with him playing his girlfriend. Now they're together. Justin. She's got a wow, Justin. It's got a pattern. <laughs> it's, a, it's a very specific type. I like very soap specific opera type. actresses. <laughs> and That's all I very a specific kind of soap opera actress. Right. Um, by the way, so. Um, everyone I know is obsessed with Selling Sunset also. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so uh, Esquire just published like a Selling Sunset explainer. So one of our culture people who loves it did uh, like a whole other bunch of research. Do you know the origin of Chriselle's name? No, I just thought, you know, it was like okay. a little ratchet country name. <laughs> well, okay. Um, <laughs> this is from her Wikipedia page. And it's and it's like there's a citation. It's real. She she was born at a Shell station, and uh, a, a oh. someone who worked there helped. Like her mother was pregnant, went into labor while she was getting gas at a Shell station, uh, and a, a gas pump guy named Chris helped her. And so, in honor of him, oh, she wow. is Chris Shell. She literally just put Chris, Chris and Shell and Shell. She couldn't Chris name Shell. the baby Christina. That sounds just no. like Chris. Or name a Chris. Yeah. Or Michelle. Yeah. Or Shelly. 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 Wow. Nope. Chris Shell. That sounds like a comedic, like, that sounds like a comedy bit. Yeah. It is straight from the Wikipedia page. And and it happened in Kentucky. So we're both right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yes. That makes sense. But, but shout yeah. out to her. On the show, she's very much portrayed, like, at least what they've edited together. Like, a nice girl. So you are kind of feeling for her when she, like, look, it's it's like, go, not ghost, but it's like, not 
appropriate to break up with someone via text, just like a breakup, but like a divorce. Like, how you gonna text me like, you up, we getting divorced, sad face. Like, what? <laughs> no. And he apparently had texted TMZ at the, at the same time. Like, did he just do a thread to spread the news to her and to the outlets? And Right, which who reveals their divorce? Like, who does that? I was like, oh, well, Justin, you messy. Come on now. Yeah. He's beautiful, though. Yeah. But also unorthodox. I watched that on Netflix, and that was great. It's a limited oh. series. Um, about uh, Hasidic Jewish people, I believe. Um, And it's really good. Okay. If you need some things to watch. I haven't watched. Some highbrow, some lowbrow. Yeah. That's what I do. Have you dipped your toe into Love on the Spectrum? No. And I've seen the previews and it looks so sweet. I think that's my next thing. But I was like, I don't want to cry. And I feel like it's going to make me cry. Yeah. But it's a good cry. Okay. It's it's a nice cry. And it's five episodes. They're very quick. You're in, you're out. It's it's great. That's the last thing that I watched start to finish. Killing it. Yeah. They've been killing it. I loved Indian Truly. Matchmaker, even though it was hella problematic. I still loved it. <laughs> and yeah. I May Destroy You. That I'm also watching I'm, that. Uh-huh. That is also heavy. Heavy duty, but so good. So good. Um, yeah, she's brilliant. What did you grow up obsessed with? Um, I grew up obsessed with I Love Lucy, uh, Keenan and Kel, uh, Family uh-huh. Guy, which I still am because I'm 12. Um, uh-huh. I like I just love comedy and I've always loved watching comedy. So I grew up watching a lot of it. Yeah, uh-huh. I'm like obsessed. Mar- and now it's all at your fingertips. Now you can revisit all of it at will. <laughs> right. All the nostalgia. Hell, I can revisit it because they're about to just remake it again. I'm like, are we ever going to exactly. make anything new? <laughs> no. No, no. I'm just waiting no. for the remakes to get closer and closer to each other. Like they start rebooting shit that we literally just saw. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Rebooting, breaking Before it bad. It <laughs> breaking I'm it badder. Sure that that's already in the works. <laughs> um, so tell us about, tell us how Scam Goddess came to be truly the best theme song in the entire podcast Aww. universe. Tell me <laughs> first you. just simply how the theme song came to be. Um, I was in traffic on Laurel Canyon and uh, I just started like singing because I knew I needed to make a theme song. And honestly, I need to go back and remix it because it's not mixed. It's just quite literally like if you've ever seen Hustle and Flow, like I might as well have been sweaty Terrence Howard, like killed him fans. And then I'm just like on a mic in the podcast studio, like scam. <laughs> like there was no production value. It's just me singing oh, all, that's the, you? all the layers. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. It, but it's you. you sound so good. good. Thank you. But yeah, it's so it kind of came to me in traffic. And then I was like, okay, I got to write. I, I did a voice recording. And then I was like, okay, I got to like go to the studio and like lay this down. I've always wanted to sing. It's like a weird thing that I don't talk to people about because I feel like very corny trying to like be a comedian who like puts out an album. I'm like, how did Donald Glover do it? I'm gonna have to do like a pseudonym. So people like don't know it's me. <laughs> but yeah, so that's how it came to be. And Scam Goddess, I... Actually, Miles Gray, who does a podcast called The Daily Zeitgeist, he was the first person to call me Scam Goddess because I used to come on the show a lot and I always be talking about scams that I loved and, and robbery and just like I'd light up to talk when I talk about it. And he was like, you're the scam goddess. And then one day I was like, I should do a podcast about this. Like the, my favorite things. And then that's kind of how it started. It's so what's, good. What's your Thanks. favorite early scam from before the show? 
from before the show um okay so there's some scams that i just love so much like there was a girl who would just steal people's cats and flip them for $45 and i just thought like so much work for so little return and it, it really made me happy for $45 like was she trying to pass them off as like they were kind of a fancy breed but not that fancy cuz $45 is so not she much. would steal the cat and then when if people offered a reward or if people wanted the cat back she'd be like oh i got the cat but i took it to the vet because i didn't know if it had anything and the vet bill was $45 oh, so sometimes she would okay. get a reward and the 45 or she would just sell the cat and she'd be like just give me $45 for the vet but she never went to the vet she just stole the cat sure 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 wow it was a lot of work to me. a lot of work for why for not enough <laughs> For not enough, but it's almost like she kind of had a conscience where she was like, well, I'm not going to fully rip people off. I could ask for like 300 bucks. Like maybe I could say that they had to have a procedure done. I'm only going to take 45. You know, most people can handle that. your cat and it it had emergency surgery. (laughs) That's a lot. Yeah, Yeah, that can get up there. Um, Have you personally been targeted by scammers? Oh, of course. Um, And I find it fun, honestly. Like, I'll engage a little bit just because I'm like, "Mm, what's happening? Like, okay. Especially during COVID. Anybody running a COVID scam, I'm like, yes, sis. Like, if you called me right now as a telemarketer, I'd be like, so how was your day? You know, how do you feel about your energy right now? Okay, okay. Would you like to change your service provider? Like, I'll flip it on them. (laughs) Just like, "Mm, let's talk. But I had a woman call me who said that she was from the census. (laughs) And she... Talk to me for like, I talked to this woman for like 45 minutes because I actually thought she was from the census in the beginning. I was like, she was like, oh, so where you live at my address. And I was like, yeah, I do live there. She was like, this is your phone number. I was like, yeah, this is my phone number. She's like, this is your name. I was like, yeah. She's like, this is, do you have any pre-existing health conditions? I was like, no. And then she started asking me about pre-existing health conditions. And I was like, sis, I just told you I don't have none. But why are you going down the list? And that's when I started to be like, hmm. And I realized this woman was like asking me all these questions so that she could slowly get me to bring my guard down. So it could go from, do you have any pre-existing health conditions to what's your social security number? What was your first oh, car? No. Oh, God. <laughs> what was the first building you had sex in? Did you have a pet? What was their name? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it just definitely was about to devolve until she wanted my info. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so I hung up with her. And then she called me back and I didn't pick up. And then she texts me a picture of her badge. And what did the badge say? Like U.S. uh, Census something? Yeah. And she was like, see, I'm from the census. We really need to talk. We really need to finish this survey. Like, sis blew me up for a solid week. And I was like, girl, I'm not getting back on the phone with you. (laughs) Wow. That's dedication, though. Badges, do they? (laughs) And she knew I didn't know. Who knows that? Yeah, I don't think so. I think like right now you could sign up to be a census taker and you just go from door to door. But I don't think you get a badge. You know, you don't get to flash something and be like census bureau. Like, no, I don't know. like in the movies. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you do. I love that. Know, like after weird. after her starting to at, like ask you all these weird questions about pre existing health conditions, that she thought that you would 
have walked away from that and then received a text of a badge and been like, oh, okay, you know what? I will yeah. tell you about, uh, you know, <laughs> my yeah. pre-existing health conditions and my social security number. Yeah. That's always one of the biggest warnings with scammers. If anybody tries to prove that they're legit, they're not. Like, that's always right. it. If anybody's like, believe me, don't believe them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Step one, believe don't no one. believe them. The, the thing about Scam Goddess is you listen to – like I uh, went on a road trip and listened to a bunch in a row. And then you're just – you're constantly on your guard, A. <laughs> and B, you like start to realize like hey, the world is a scam. Like everything, mm-hmm. capitalism is a – is a scam. Everything, the criminal justice system is a scam. Literally everything. The Supreme Court is a scam. It's just like a bunch of people in robes, like say an incantation and then, then, then something becomes real. And it's no, literally everything is, we made up everything and everything that we We made made up is, is to give someone an advantage over somebody else. Right. It's all a scam. It's a little depressing when you realize it, but it's also kind of liberating because then it's you true. can decide what scams you want to participate in and what which ones you don't. <laughs> and yeah. like it made me feel a hell of a lot better to know like, oh, okay, so I mean like even the political process. Like I mean, as much as I love being a Democrat, like let's not act like they don't get in the office and line their pockets just like the Republicans and don't do any of the shit that they talked about. Like sure. <laughs> we're in an election yeah. where I had a part of my podcast go viral on TikTok about leg 2020 is what I call it. Um, And it's basically my campaign to support Joe Biden because he um, in 2019 was or actually this year was talking about police violence. And he was like, if I think that police, instead of shooting civilians or unarmed people in the heart, they should shoot them in the leg instead. And I was like, oh, my God, that's this election. Trump is a shot to the heart and Joe Biden is a shot to the leg. So leg 2020, baby, like I'm going to (laughs) take these legs to the polls, baby. And I'm going to vote for getting shot in them. (laughs) Shoot them up. (laughs) And it's it's like it is kind of the perfect metaphor for people who, who are like not thrilled about the nominee. It's like, right. It, no one wants to be shot in the leg. It's still better than being shot in the heart. At right. The end of one the of day, those I could live. If, if we have to choose between those two, it's a no brainer. Right. And I thought we Shoot could get excited about it. You know what I mean? Cause now <laughs> it's like leg baby. Like we're out here to show some leg for that leg, you know? Like yeah. That's, yeah. That's, <laughs> I'm having a good time now. I'm, I'm excited to vote for Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this is belongs in the DNC uh, uh, this week, you know? Yeah. Have you watched any of that, Lacey Mosley? I've seen clips of everything that's going on, um, obviously, of our convention and everything that happened. Of mm-hmm. course, I watched Michelle Obama's speech. Um, I kind of low-key wanted to watch. And, and, and it kind of gave me this weird nostalgia that made me upset of like, man, remember when the, when the racists weren't in the White House? <laughs> like, yeah. Remember yeah. when it wasn't us? Remember when Obama wore a tan suit and we talked about it for two weeks? Yeah, oh, baby. Ooh, what a renegade he was. <laughs> How dare he wear a tan suit? Like, and now we're like, oh, the the president murdered somebody. That's news for an hour. <laughs> like, yeah, right, we gotta yeah. move on. Okay, yeah, he right. killed him. What what are we supposed to do? 
anyways, like it's wild. <laughs> but I actually wanted to watch pieces of the RNC just because I like to laugh. Um, yeah. And the people that they're inviting are, well, that they invited it's are so wild. Wild. Who are the, the, the gun music, couple? Uh, oh, yeah. The, they got the gun couple. They've got the Scott Bayos, your Dean Keynes, probably. Yeah. Um, what the fuck are the gun couple going to say? <laughs> like, what do they, their entire thing is we're scared of, we're scared of non-white people. That's their I, whole thing. We're so scared of seeing non-white people that we have to pull a gun on them. Vote that's a Republican. really important platform of the Republican uh, uh, <laughs> campaign God. right now. It's like, are you scared of non-white people? Yeah. And then we have the spokespeople for you, the gun couple. I hope they don't have mustard on their shirts this time. They also just Jesus. didn't really know how to brandish a weapon. Like the woman no. was just waving it all around with her finger on the trigger. Yeah. I was like, they're not even a good gun couple. They don't seem like they no. like guns that much. <laughs> No one's no. ever looked less cool holding a gun, you know? Right. Yeah. Guns and took a real PR hard. hit on that one. Yeah. And their house looked like they robbed a museum. It was so weird. <laughs> it's so tacky. It is so deeply, deeply tacky. Gaudy. Yeah. yeah so I just want to see all those losers get up and speak because I'm like, what are they going to have to say? They had like the Nicholas Sandman or whatever the yes. hell his name is, who yeah. uh, he's there because he harassed Native Americans. Like the requirements to go to the RNC. <laughs> it's just be a piece of shit. That's, just, that's a, it. A are piece you awful? of trash. Yeah. <laughs> And the, you know that picture. I I agree that he's kind of, that he's taunting that Native American guy, and especially mm-hmm. you know with the hat. Yeah, you, know, you don't you mm-hmm. lose plausible deniability when you wear the you know let's terrorize minorities hat. Right, the racism hat. The, the racism costume. hat. <laughs> yeah, but then he's like you know he's framed by all these like cackling ass you know white boys from the suburbs from a Catholic school, and it's like I've been one of those guys. I I went to school with those guys. They're they're making trouble. Like they're laughing right. at someone who's not like them because they're shitty 15 year olds. Do you know how much money he made <sighs> though? CNN had a to lot. settle. Like, CNN a bunch had to settle. Washington Post yeah. had to settle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He we will now have to settle unless we up. cut that part out. Yeah. Oh, right. Right. I mean, look, these are allegedly, allegedly, uh, allegedly. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're, yeah. They're going to take all our, our Mac Weldon uh, money. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, that's why. Like, he came up. It's something I'm actively trying to do now is, like, stop, like, shit posting on racist. Because, like, I just realized, like, oh, I'm just making these people famous and I'm giving them a bigger platform and I'm giving them money. And I'm like, yeah, I don't want to give them money just to, like, look cool on Twitter. Like, that sucks. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we all just went, so, oh, God. Because <laughs> truly making fun of dummies on Twitter is my favorite thing. Right. But, it's so fun. Yeah. And they're so dumb. And they deserve it. But it's They do fine. deserve it. I'll get my mm-hmm. bullying out elsewhere. <laughs> sure. Sure, sure. Um, I we was listening to an episode of Scam Goddess like maybe a couple months ago and have been a fan from the beginning and always loved it. And it was like, I'd love to have, you know, we are an LGBTQ podcast. And yes. so it had not occurred to me to tr- try to get Lacey on this show until I heard you say just offhandedly, it, I don't remember which episode it was, I'm bi. And I literally yeah. paused and I emailed Hannah the booker and I was like, I just heard Lacey say she was by. Can we please ask her to. And now here you are. And here we are. 
Yes. Um, I, <laughs> I, um, you know what's funny is I said I was by on a podcast like two years ago because um, we were talking about it. And it's not something that I talk about a lot because I don't know. I feel like a fake bi girl. Because, like, yeah, I made out with some girls. I've touched a few clits. But, you know, I'm not a, I haven't been in a relationship with a woman. And so I always kind of felt like maybe I've, like, you know, maybe I'm lying. Like, yeah, I have attracted to women. I've gone on dates with women and, you know, whatever, sexually. But I'm like, I haven't, like, been in a relationship with one yet. And I haven't been in a relationship with a man in 10 years. So I was like, oh, I'm just alone. So that's fine. And, <laughs> and um, it was funny because I went on this web, I went on the show. And I said this offhandedly, we were just talking because they were like, what's your type? And I was like, from Tessa Thompson to Michael B. Jordan, like, and everything, like, kind of in between. And then I was on a show called Florida Girls that's no more, so sad. But they wrote article, they wrote an article and somehow had heard this podcast. Some website had heard this podcast, wrote an article about me about the show and about me being, like, a bi-con, which I was like, please don't call me that. Um, and my parents read it. And my parents didn't know I was bi. <laughs> Oh, shit. Oh, Lacey, how did that go down? <laughs> my parents are, I'm very lucky. They're very loving, accepting people, but they are kind of like really into themselves. So like, for example, like if I'm on TV, my mom will be like, y'all tune in tonight on ABC. You might see somebody that looks like me. And I'm like, your daughter? Me? Okay. <laughs> uh, so it's very much her success is me. Um, yeah. But so they were just like, oh, well, we feel hurt that you felt like you couldn't tell us and that you were keeping the secret. I was like, guys, it was not that deep. It was, I swear. But they were really sweet. It's not a big deal at all. Okay. Good. Oh, thank God. Because I, I've, I've, I've heard you mention your mom on Scam oh. Goddess. It does feel like she's just concerned about the family image oh, in yeah, general. For sure. Yeah. For sure. She, I, Which I appreciate. When I got into comedy, she was like, you gonna write jokes about me? And I was like, mom, everything is not about you. Yeah, but yes. Yes, I will. <laughs> right, I absolutely right? will. And have. Yeah, of course. And we'll you have to. You have to. Yeah, she's walking um, material. And she knows it. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you remember an age or a moment uh, in your youth or your, your young adulthood when you realized that you might be bi? Yeah, but it was like kind of, I don't know if it's weird. Maybe all kids do this. I don't know. But I was at a sleepover and then everyone was like, we got to practice kissing each other. Mm. <laughs> Boys do not do this. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I always wanted that, that to is happen not a popular at a sleepover, yeah. but it was not. Not a popular game. Pat was like, it's time we all kiss each other. It's 11 o'clock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was, was the like, person no. saying that, and all the boys were like, Mom, get him out of here. <laughs> Every time it's 11 o'clock, Matt comes around, and he's like, hey, guys, it's 11 o'clock. <laughs> I'm like, guys, I don't want to do it either, but we got to practice motion. It's 11. What are the girls going to think if we haven't practiced? Okay, come on, guys. <laughs> well, I guess women are much more gullible, because it was just like somebody else in the group was like, let's practice kissing. And we're all like, okay. <laughs> It wasn't for anybody. It was just us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so I was like, this is actually kind of cute. Okay. I was like, maybe more down for it. Maybe I was the one. Like, it's 11 right. o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> but you felt something. You felt something within. I just didn't feel nothing. I think that right. was what it was. <laughs> it was like, I was like, oh, because I, I feel like. Also, not every woman that you see you're attracted to just because, you know, you're bi, you know, but like there were women that I was attracted to that I was like, oh, okay, this is actually, okay, this is cute. 
And then I didn't really explore that until just like so clear. No, 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 not even in college. It was like when I probably, when I moved to, no, in New York, in New York, when I lived in New York, I think that was the first time I started kind of like uh, dating women. And then more when I got to Los Angeles. Um, and right now I'm dating no one. <laughs> well, of course. Of course. Are you are you chatting with anyone? Are you like communicating safely? Ooh. I've done some Zoom dates with uh, women and men, actually. And uh, unfortunately, no no love came out of any of that. But uh, it was fun. Were it's they, nice to have they... people to talk to people you had ever met in real life or people that the zoom date was the first face to face people I'd met in real life. I'm not really good on apps. Like right. it's just not my, my jam. I try. And then, and then it's just, it never works out. I've tried everything. Bumble, Raya. Raya was awful. It was like, it's Raya's like super racist. I guess it's supposed to be like the celebrity app, but yeah, right. All I saw on there, and like no shade, but all I saw on there were Equinox trainers, and like, sure. <laughs> but they were like Ben Affleck's on here. So I was like, oh, they. I only see who they want me to see, and like they've already put put me in whatever category, and that's what I learned from everyone else who I know who uses it. And I was like, this is gross. Um, I hate this. Um, and also, I just dating apps are hard because then you have to like talk to people and be witty and like, but not too witty, and it. it ugh, ugh. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of pressure. Did you have a theme song on Raya? Aren't you supposed to have like a theme song on Raya? Yes. Uh, um, I can't, I think it was like SZA or something. Like it was something cute okay. where I was like, you know, I'm cute. I'm a little deep. And you have to make a music video. So you have to have like a bunch of pictures of yourself that go along to this music. And that right. was interesting because you kind of get the same guys on dating apps. And it's like me in front of a car, me at the beach, me posing yeah. in front of this hut with these little African mm. children I made. Yeah. Take the picture. Like, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. like, the same pictures over and over yeah uh, and what kind of messages were you getting from people where it was anyone like love the podcast or <laughs> love florida girls oh god no that's never happened which i and i don't get on the apps a lot anymore so i don't know but that has happened to me like on a date and it wasn't the guy it was like Sometimes I'll lie about what I do because it just leads to a longer conversation that feels like I have to list my resume. Because it's like, if you mm -hmm. don't recognize me, I'm not famous enough. So why should I even tell you what I'm on? Just know I'm. this is my career and I, I can eat and live off of it. Um, yeah. So sometimes I'll go on a date and I'll be like, I'm just in entertainment. You know, I just be, you know, around it, adjacent catty corner or whatnot to that. <laughs> and like move on. And then one yeah. time the bartender we were at Toka Madera. The bartender bought all of our drinks and was like, I love you in Florida, girls. And I was like, girl, I done lied to this man. Why are you say that right now? <laughs> like, you know, well, that's a good feeling, family. though, right? It was very nice uh, from her. But then the guy, I was like, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> like, it felt <laughs> weird. Sure. And I already knew the date wasn't working out. So, yeah. So you might as well take a free drink. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I was gonna pay for the drinks anyway. He was gonna pay for the drinks, so the drinks was gonna be free, <laughs> regardless. <laughs> so, what do you what do you look for? Like, what's your what do you look for in a mate? Um, the wrong things, you know. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> 
I, it's not even I look for the wrong things. I think I just am attracted to men who usually end up being queer because I'm so mm. on the spectrum. Like I have guys that mm. I used to date who like they're with their boyfriends now and we all hang out, but they and, and it's not like they're bi. They just are more fully gay. And I was like, oh, okay, wow. I was just the last stop. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Um, and when you look back, are, are, are on those relationships, were the signs all there? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, I've just realized like I'm like a very strong personality and like sometimes I'll date men who I'm, who I think more are interested in like being like me than they are being with me. And that's happened to me um, quite a few times, which is really disappointing, but I'm also afraid to date like older guys. Like I date probably around my age range and I'm like, maybe it's time to like go date a man, man. Like, my yeah. Man. Wh- wh- why are you woman. afraid of that? <sighs> Cause it like, I, I know I'm an adult, but I'm like a fake adult. Like, and then if I start dating a real adult, I'm gonna have to be a real adult uh, too. I Ugh. disagree. I think that that's when you get to really just be the young, the young, wild, free one, and they really? get to live vicariously through, you know. Oh, yeah, someone's got to be the free Greg. spirit. Yeah, very much like that. Very much like that. Yes, <laughs> exactly. You get to I see Dharma. Out. <laughs> I stand on the couch. He's like, you get down from there, Dharma. Oh, no, she <laughs> can't do it. She's a free spirit. She's yes. a free spirit. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Okay, maybe. Because, yeah, I think I've been picking people that I'm like, I know I'll have the most control in this relationship, men or women. It's like, I just know that I'll be like kind of in control. And it's kind of time to find someone that I feel like is like an equal partner in that I'm not going to run the whole show, which is hard for me. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But also, right. it's been 10 years. I'm like, do I even know how to be with anybody? Like, do I ever want to? What if we just, like, are together? We never live together. What if it's, like, Oprah well, and me and I get a little house for him in the backyard? There you go. <laughs> that doesn't sound so bad. Yeah. <laughs> a and shed, truly, A little shed. <laughs> uh, after this is over, nobody's going to know how to be in a relationship. So we're all, everyone's going to be on, an, uh, on a level playing field. All of our worlds have been devastated and blown up. It's crazy sure. that we're all feeling it we're all here mm-hmm. right now like yeah what the fuck yeah <sighs> i mean do you want to be with someone i mean has it been 10 years intentionally because it's it's not it, you don't you don't want to pursue relationships or where is your head with it yeah i i think unintentionally it was intentional and what i mean by that is like I really was working very hard on my career and my life, and I really cared about just everything. Like, I didn't want to get distracted. Like, you know, there was some some dating happening, honey. You know, it wasn't a dry, dry 10 years. (laughs) Of course. Uh, But there was no meaningful relationship because I wasn't available. And I didn't realize I wasn't available until my mom told me. She went with me to this rap party. And I was like, mom, like, I really am looking for like someone to date. Like it's, I've just, I feel really lonely in LA. And she was like, you're not looking. And I was like, yes, I am. And she was like, I saw six men hit on you and you, all you talked about was business. And I was like, oh, you, I was like, but we was at a business party. She was like, single people are single everywhere they go. They're looking for someone everywhere they go. I mean, look at Justin Hartley. He marries everyone on a soap opera that he works with. Everyone, everyone. He's in a And I was like. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought there were just specific places that you were supposed to look for a spouse. Like you go to the bar, you go to the party. I didn't know it was like, oh, you could just be anywhere and be like, I'm attracted to this person. So I shut that part of my brain off everywhere I was at. But did did that make you decide to turn it back on? Yeah. 
I think it's on too much now. It's like anybody that I find remotely attractive, I'm like, are they married? A lot of times they're married. I'm like, oh my God. Like, it's really pissing me off how everyone's getting married before I meet them. I just, it feels unfair. (laughs) That is an upside of the pandemic is like weddings are largely on pause. So everybody can just hold on. We'll get out of this and then reassess. And reassess. I like that. Yeah. Maybe they don't stay together. Maybe they marry me. These exactly. things are looking up for old Lacey. Right. I I was tweeting that I feel like dating in LA is like looking for parking. It's like there's never just a free space. You just got to wait till somebody's backing out. Yep. <laughs> like, yeah. me next. <laughs> yep. Just sit there with your turn signal on. <laughs> right. I'm just trying yeah. to bully it. <laughs> and just, and then right just hope that you don't get towed or you know, kicked right. by somebody or any of the other things that could happen. I'll be towed by life because that's actually, <laughs> there was like a running joke on my Instagram. Cause I used to, I used to, uh, Instagram story every time I got towed and I'd be oh, like God. riding in the tow truck. I don't know what's wrong with me. It was me. <laughs> after you get towed 12 times, it's you. It's uh, Lacey, after you get towed the second time, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> 12 is is really impressive. It does almost feel like you did seek it out in a way. Yeah. I just hate rules. I hate, like, I can't park where I want. And I lived in a place with really, really bad parking. I have to say that. uh, So it was like some of them were because, like, I would do a comedy show really late at night. And then I'd need to move my car at 7 a.m. And I would oversleep. So that would happen. Sure. And that, that was the reason I got my car towed a lot. But sometimes it would just be like, Oh, I could I could fit in this spot. Or like, oh, they're not gonna come look. I started to figure out in the city where the paint on the curb of the sidewalk was red, and it wasn't regulation. And I would park in those red zones because they weren't Ooh, real. Because right. a lot of homeowners will paint the side of their sidewalk red so that no one will park in front of their house. Wow, That's- you should uh, <laughs> re- release an app where people can, you know. Che- like check in on the map to find out right. if this is like a legit free parking space. You, right. you know what? Somebody, somebody made this point on Twitter recently, which is um, Los Angeles has not been issuing street sweeping tickets since March. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. Are the streets any cleaner than they were or any less clean? No, no. no. And, and a lot of times the street sweeping, like here was the thing that pissed me off about it. And I would always want to like fight was like the street sweeper sometimes would come by because I'd be looking for that bitch. Like, uh, hello, yeah. get to sweeping. Yeah. And Let's do it. it would come by and then people would park on the side of the street that had already been cleaned and still get a ticket because it was within the time frame. And I'm like, if this right. is all because of the street sweeper and it's already left, the street's wet, then why right. can't people park? And Obviously, I wish that we could get rid of that because all it does is make poor people poorer. The people who are right. drowning in debt from tickets are those who live in neighborhoods where they have to move their cars over and over. Yep. It's it's a scam. It's robbery. It's the a streets scam. aren't cleaner. No. No. It's yeah, we're it's they look exactly the same as they did in March. So yeah, and- let's cut that shit out. And that ticket is not cheap. No, it's not. Sometimes it's upwards of $93. And let me tell you, yeah. if you're a hater, I do try to tell people to get hater jobs to really focus their hater energy so that it's not coming out into the world. Like, I feel like if more Republicans who are like super racist and Trump supporters, if they had hater jobs, like, I feel like they would be less invested in, you know, hating people. So like a good hater job is a parking meter person because it's like right. your job is to be petty. Your job is to be small. Your job is to yeah. like when people yeah, come have to fights you, all day, <laughs> have fights all day and night. 
<laughs> and when people come to you pleading, you have a cold heart. Like, you know? Yes. <laughs> yes. You say, I already started writing the ticket. That's their favorite uh-huh, thing to say. It's already in the system. <laughs> it's already in the system. There's nothing we can do about it. I'm like, I see Ooh, you writing it. <laughs> yeah. So I I <laughs> love, I'm like, get a hater drop. Be a, a IRS, like, forensic accountant and audit people. That's a hater job. Thank You're just you. in there crunching your little hater numbers. You know, Crunch like, do something like numbers. that. <laughs> Come on. This is another great service that you could provide is like a sort of an HR person for like <laughs> <Yeah>. haters. <laughs> a hater headhunter. A hater hunter. Yeah. Right. Oh, a hater hunter. I love that. I just want to go to I high schools this. and be the guidance counselor. Like people come in and I'm like, hmm. <laughs> so you're the bully, huh? Okay. We'll get you a hater job. We'll get you a yeah. Job. You could actually Kids be very successful. Kids need to know that shit. Is there, Lacey, a COVID scam that people should be watching out for? Oh my gosh, there's so many. I mean, there so are a in, ton, but... So here's a quick rundown. In the beginning, there were a lot of fake um, COVID testing centers popping up. So that was yeah. a big one. So there were people just in fake PPE, like hanging out at churches, like, you know, swabbing you with like the brush from like, I don't know, a Fenty applicator, like Rihanna Fenty. It was like, why is this yeah. a lip gloss stick? What are you putting this in my mouth for? Like they were just out here doing the most. So that was a big one. If you're not <laughs> registering for a COVID test online, don't go. Yeah. If you just see a COVID testing, if you roll up on like, we testing, they not testing, yeah, boo. And testing. they were charging like $200 a person. Jesus. And they were moving around. They were in church parking lots. They were kind of all over the Midwest. It's crazy. So you have to be careful, guys. Don't pull up have to your, a testing center. No. You, you got to show your appointment number. It's got to be real. Right. Don't just... Yeah, we don't do the rogue COVID testing. Also, no. guys, there's a lot of people selling things online during the pandemic that they're not actually going to send to you that's a thing that started um for example there's like a hot tub company that was uh slanging hot tubs and then not delivering them and blaming it on the pandemic but then not returning people's money which i was curious to why people were buying hot tubs uh now yeah is there a discount uh, maybe is there a covid hot tub discount this is a weird also, time, yeah. It's hot as hell. Isn't it summer? I was very confused as to why yeah, this was happening. But nighttime, the temperature drops, it's kind of fun to, you know, to hop into one. Right. I think and people then, are planning to fill it with cold water and just have a little very small <laughs> pool. Tub. A very tiny pool. No. Um, ooh, and this is a good one. A lot of people are working from home. So uh, this has led to a spike in fake calls from payroll departments and internet service providers asking for personal information. So if you're working from home, somebody might be like, hey, it's me from your job. Give me your social because we got to make sure your check is in the mail. This sounds legit, right? Don't Uh -uh. do it. Don't do it. Feel free to talk to them for 45 minutes if you want to. Right. And figure it out. Also, just like emails. There's just so many, like anything that you're getting the email about COVID that's like warning you or scaring you in some way and asking for information. It's not real. Like, yeah. And also the government doesn't text you guys. That's a, that's a big one. I'm always saying to people is like, if you ever get a text, that's like, Hey, just the government, that's not the government. They don't no. text you. Yeah. They send you mail. No, they, don't. they don't call you either. I, I got nope. uh, that IRS scam a couple of years ago. Where they're oh, like, a oh, you're you're under audit, and you're also like, we have your information, and if we see you driving, we're gonna pull you over and take you right to jail. Um, <laughs> so you so you have to yeah, so you have to go and um, take out 
$2,800 in cash from your bank account and then take it to a Bank of America and put it into this account number. I did what you did and kept them on the line for 45 minutes. It was the most fun <laughs> I've had in a long time. It's pretty entertaining, but damn, yeah. there's some flaws in that scam. Not you got to go to Bank of America and deposit $2,800 no. for the government. Yeah, for the government. Also, there were people, variations on the same scam where it's like you have to go and get a bunch of Best Buy gift cards yep, and then the send them to blah, blah, blah. Because definitely, yeah, you pay the government in gift cards for sure. You know, you know how you pay Uncle Sam in Best Buy because yeah. everyone needs a Best Buy gift card. Uh, <laughs> Go to Crate and Barrel, get twelve gift cards for the government. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they need they need scented candles and Got end it. tables. <laughs> oh, Jesus. By the way, bonus segment Lacey. for Scam Goddess. You uh, recording these calls that come in to you from from scammers? I'd listen to that. Oh man, I should. Yeah, that would be so fun. Next time a, a weird Patreon phone number material. pops up, pick up and record. Yeah. And just stay on the line as long as I can. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, do we need that. We need that in our style. lives. <laughs> we need that in our lives. We really do. Get on it. Yeah. Lacey, we love you. Come back anytime yes. you feel like. I would love to. This was amazing, guys. You guys are wonderful. Whether, whether you start dating a male, a female, it does not matter. You have – it's an open door policy for Lacey Mosley. Your family. Yes, I scared my Your way family. to homophilia. <laughs> yes, you did. Yes, you did. That shit worked, and we knew it. We went into it with open eyes. You've scammed yeah. your way into our show and to, into our hearts. Oh, Forever and ever. So sweet. Thank you, Lacey. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. Lacey. This was wonderful. Well, Matt, we've come to the end of another episode. Dave, 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 Dave. Thank you for being here with me, giving you, me Matt. a reason to live. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you for reviewing us on Apple Podcasts with five stars only, of course. Thank you to Renee Colvert with a T, mm-hmm. our, our producer. Thank you to Ryan Connor, our engineer. Thank you to everybody at Earwolf. Uh-huh. Thank um, you, Ben Wise, for the music. Yes. And thank you, listener, for listening. Uh, Tell a friend. Leave a review. We love you. Mm